If you've ever found yourself wondering, how can I start a side hustle as a doctor? Well, today's triage episode might be for you. Hi, I'm Matthew, and welcome back to Medics Money Triage, where we take a quick shallow dive into some of the main topics you might have missed from the main episodes. Good to be back before Christmas. I completely lost my voice last week, so no triage, I'm afraid. Uh, as always, I'd recommend you subscribe to the Medics Money podcast on your podcast player of choice, where you can find the original episode, as well as almost 200 episodes of our podcast. If you can hear a storm in the background, no, it's not a Halloween episode of Triage, but apologies for any sudden thunderclaps or rain droplets. We're going to jump straight in with Tommy and Ed talking about various different ways you can supplement your income against the backdrop of real-time pay cuts for doctors and other healthcare professionals over the last decade. Just a quick note about this episode, it was filmed as a YouTube video with a scoring matrix. So when Tommy and Ed refer to the scores from 0 to 5, there's actually an accompanying video where they're ranking each income stream in terms of 1 to 5 through different categories. So just be aware of that when you're listening to this episode. The first clip is Tommy explaining the concept of leveraging your time. We are launching straight into how we can help doctors to make more money because we often talk about saving money and saving tax and that is, you know, that I would definitely start there. But at a certain point, specifically after 10 years of up to 30% pay cuts, doctors are looking for extra income sources. So we are going to break down doing locums or waiting list initiatives. And we can talk about the pros and cons of those. We can talk about private work. We'll talk about a couple of other innovative income streams. So I think we should just get straight into it. But normally when we talk about this, the first question someone asks us is, oh, what about passive income? Passive income, it, it does exist, but it, it can be elusive. And I think doctors have a passive income problem, okay? And I talked about this in the YouTube video, but I'm gonna quickly go through it now, okay? so. You're a doctor, you work for one hour, okay? You receive one hour of pay. Let's call it one pound. Things haven't got that bad yet, but if uh, pay cuts carry on the way they are, maybe that will be a reality one day. And if you want more money as a doctor, you have to work more hours because you're trading one hour of your time for one hour of your money, okay? And that is a bit of a problem because doctors already work hideously long hours. So leverage is this, okay? Let's just say I spend one hour doing something with leverage and i did a whole youtube on this so i'm just doing a quick summary today but let's say i write a book okay and i spend one hour writing it okay and then i sell four books okay so i've got leverage there because i've translated one hour of my time into four units of money okay so you can either do more work and get more money or obviously stating the obvious if you wish to do a quarter of the work and get the same money that is possible. Next, we're diving into locuming and waiting list initiatives, as well as some classic ed tax implications. So locum or waiting list initiative. So I think like naught to five for the scores. Yeah, so ease of starting. This has got to be a five. I mean, there's tons of locum work out there. There's more locum work than anyone could do. Do you think that's fair? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, five. Uh, I do hear on the grapevine that locum work for GPs have slowed down a bit, but but I'm just going to say, yeah, there's plenty of waiting list initiatives going on. So I'm going to give it a five. Um, income generation. So how quickly do you generate the income you, doing a locum or waiting list initiative? Pretty quick, eh? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you go, you do the work, you get paid within the month usually, don't you? Unless NHS payroll do something wrong or something like that. But yeah, ideally within the month. So what do you want to give that? Are we going five again? Yeah, I would. All right, locum work is looking good right now, but there is a sting in this locum work tale. Don't you worry. 
wealth generation. So what I mean by this, or what we mean by this is, is this an asset that is going to accumulate, appreciate over time? And is it going to allow you to start leveraging your time? Like the diagram that I just showed you, what are your thoughts on that, mate? So I think it's going to score quite lowly for that category. I think that's where the... I I'm think thinking well, zero. Like, yeah, I mean, zero or one, but I think, no, zero. No, actually, there isn't any work generations there, basically. Nah. Are we going zero or one? Let's go zero. I'm yeah, I know my five times table, whereas I might struggle to add up odd numbers. Okay, passive rating. I mean, that's just a straight zero, okay? Just have a look at this diagram, okay? If you are doing locum work, you are trading one hour of your time for one hour of your money. So there is no passive income rating there. Tax, mate, this is your forte. Tell us what you need to know if you're thinking about doing locum work or waiting list initiative work from a tax point of view. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing to say is that it kind of depends on the type of locum, okay? So I'll come on to that a bit more in a second, but generally for hospital doctor locums and doctors doing waiting list initiatives, they're usually doing that when they're classified as employees, okay, and therefore will be taxed accordingly. So, you know, a lot of you guys are, if not all of you guys will be already employees, so you know the drill there. So you're taxed according to the income tax rates of your country, which in most of the UK is 20%, 40% or 45%. But of course, in Scotland, there's a few more, few more rates, 19%, 20%, 21, 42 and 47%. So you're taxed at your income tax rate. There's also national insurance as well, which around the UK, is 12% on any salary between 12,570 up to 50,270 and then 2% above that okay so if you start to do extra locum work or a waiting list initiative then you should be paying your marginal rate of income tax which again as i said in the most of the uk is 10 20 45 so 20 40 45 and the national insurance for most people if you start to take on extra work you should be paying 2% National insurance. Okay, the next category that I think we've got to talk about, and we are getting way more inquiries about this than this time last year. So we, we see the data, and that is private work. Okay, so private work, <clears throat> not an area that you know I'm experienced in, but I have spoken to lots of colleagues who are doing it. So I have got some kind of ideas to throw in here. But like I said, if you disagree with our ratings, disagree in the comments on YouTube. Algorithm loves that. We went viral on TikTok the other day, over 700,000 views. And it was just it was just me explaining the NHS pension scheme. And loads of people were in the comments saying, you don't understand pensions, you've got it all wrong. Uh, but actually what it was is that they didn't understand the NHS pension was slightly different. So anyway, TikTok, ease of starting private work. What do you think, mate? I... It's a tough one, isn't it? I don't really, I, I've never done it myself. I've never set, set up a private work practice. And I don't, I guess, I guess it's quite a lot. There's quite a lot to think about, isn't it? I don't think, I think, I don't think it's, it's definitely not going to be as easy to do as, as taking a locum shift. Absolutely. You're going to have to think about quite a lot of different things in your insurance, actually, how you're going to trade, you know, do you need other things? Do you need premises? Do you need tools? Do you need, what do you need? So there's definitely going to be some difficulties, I'm not saying it's difficult, but difficulties in setting this up. And yeah. Then, what do you think? Three. Yeah, I go for three. Middle of the middle of the road. Yeah, it, I, it got your knowledge. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's not as hard. It's not as easy as you said as just doing a locum shift. Uh, but it's not as hard as some of the other things we've got coming up. So we've got to score that accordingly. Yeah. 
I feel like we should have got those little things that they have on Strictly. I've been watching Strictly with, with my daughters and my son. I was loving it, actually. Is it okay to uh, admit that? Okay, income generation. So again, just to remind you, this is like, how easy is it to just turn up and get paid? What are your thoughts on this? Your private work? You know, I, again, I, I thought it would be, you know, fairly decent, to be honest. I guess you've got to take control of the, making sure you get the, get the income i guess you've got to you've got to go and actually source the work yourself potentially then you've got to make sure that you actually invoice the people that are that are that you're doing the work for then you've got to make sure you get that your cash in so you know you, you're starting to actually operate more as a business now aren't you than turning up for work to do a local shift and going again so there's a little bit it's more nuanced but it should be, you'd have thought for sort of medical private practice work it shouldn't be that it should be quite good i'd have thought yeah, I guess like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like cash flow is an issue. And if you're not, if you don't run a business and you're not familiar with cash flow, what it basically means is like, uh, how much money do you have to spend before the money comes in, right? So I think you've got to spend a bit before it comes in. And like you say, you've got to bill it and stuff. So, I mean, this is like, I was sitting on the fence a bit here, but I'm feeling this could be like a three. Uh, I think that's fair. You know, you've got, you got to, yeah. You know, so you've got to get, you've got to source the work. You've got to then build people for the work. You then got to chase up the, the money. Okay. There are various yeah. things you can, software you can use to, to help with that. But yeah, it's, yeah, I think free is a, a perfectly good rating for that. What are you feeling about wealth generation for private work? So I think this is, a, you know, it's again, definitely going to be better than, than for, for locum in, et cetera. I mean, with private work, it kind of, it, I mean, it, it depends. There are probably going to be, you know, situations where this isn't quite as appropriate, but if you're going to have, you know, you could potentially be building up a business which has quite a bit of value to it so there, there will be some potential wealth generation if you have a business that you know, is quite profitable and down the line you could you know grow it grows in value so it's really tough i mean like it, again, i'm sure it's going to depend on on the actual what you're doing and the business you're running etc but again i think about three again i reckon two or three what do you reckon yeah i'm feeling a three Wow, I was thinking too, because although you are building up a business, it's notoriously hard to sell the private practice. And it goes back to my diagram that I drew here, because in, in the private practice, you're still, it's still, you're exchanging one hour of your time for one unit of money. Yes, you're exchanging it for more units of money than if you were in the NHS, sweeping statement, but probably true. But you're still fixed to that one hour of time to one hour of money. And I'm feeling two, mate, I'm going to go two. So this kind of leads on to the passive rating of this. Mm. I mean, it's not zero because of the reasons that you outlined, but I'm going to give that a one. Do you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's going to it's going to be zero, but it's going to be very low, isn't it? Yeah, you're still on that. You know, one hour of time for one unit of money. And I did show an example of a doctor who has managed to scale so it stop exchanging one hour of their time for one hour of money by employing other people to do the work i did that in the youtube video i think it's quite a neat example it is possible i know that there's people who are doing it i'm just listening to this so if, if you want to drop it in the comments let us know but what are we going one yeah let's go for one all right tax i have nothing to add so whatever you say i'm going to agree with yeah so you know in terms of tax a lot of what i've already said already is going to apply so basically if you're working, doing private work, again, you've got to think to yourself, well, how, you know, how am I going to trade? How am I actually going to go about getting this private work and doing this private work? What what business structure am I going to use? And I'd imagine that a lot of people doing this would have would have the ability 
to set up a, a kind of a separate business to their their main job. Maybe that this does become their main main business, their main job. But I, a lot of people probably would have their have the ability potentially to have a separate business to their main job. This next clip highlights the use of filling in surveys for additional income. Next source of income, I'm gonna. This is one that I used to use a lot, right? And I like it. And uh, it is completing surveys. So coincidentally, at the moment. Uh, Medics Money's blog posts are being sponsored by a company that will pay you money to fill in surveys about, you know, what drugs you prescribe, what do you think of new drugs, etc. So check out our website if you haven't checked that out. But essentially, you fill out a survey and they pay you money. Downsides of this is like when I was a junior doctor, they pay the more <laughs> the more senior you are, the more they pay you. So I'm just going to throw that in there. But I, I used to do this all the time and I absolutely loved it because, well, I'll tell you why I love it as we go through. So ease of starting this it's just a straight five you literally go to our website click the link you register and then they send you the details you think that's fair yes it's easy, very easy definitely yeah income generation they just pay you straight away you have to yeah. worry about collecting the income or anything like that i'm giving that a straight five wealth generation it's got to be a zero on that yeah yeah definitely all right we're, we're motoring through this now passive income rating now, we're still in that thing. I don't want to keep showing my diagram, but you're still exchanging one unit of your time for one hour of money. But what I found is that you could just fill these surveys in on your phone in a sort of, you know, a gap in your day. So although it's still one hour of time for one hour of money and so strictly not passive, I think it, it does have that kind of, it's just easy. So I don't know. Don't let me talk you into things. What should I give it for passive? Yeah, as you say, it is, it is. I think because of the ease and being able to do it when, whenever you want, I think uh, two or three, there is still some, you, there is still some. Yeah, I'm feeling a three. Yeah, it's not like, it's not fully, fully passive, but it's still as passive as it can be really, given that you're making some. I guess like, instead of yeah, like scrolling, three. yeah, instead of scrolling TikTok and watching Medics Money's amazing TikTok videos, you could be making money and our videos on TikTok are good, but not as good as actually making money. So I'm feeling a three, mate. Tax, good. right. There must be some kind of sting or tax trap. Tell us, give us yeah. a tax slowdown. Yeah. So with this, you know, income from completing surveys, you know, should be classified basically as what we call miscellaneous income. Because it's not actually really employment income. And obviously it's not self-employment income, etc. So it should be classified as miscellaneous income. And as such, the first £1,000 of income that you receive for this, you know, should be covered by what's called the trading allowance, uh, which is a bit of a funny name because it covers not just trading income, uh, but also miscellaneous income. So if you receive income from complete surveys and it's less than a thousand pounds, there shouldn't be any tax to pay. You don't need to do a self-assessment tax return for that. You don't need to tell HMRC. So pretty good, really, you know, up to a thousand pounds of tax-free income. But just out of interest, just, just for completeness here, I would just to say it's the same thing that really applies to income received from cremation forms, by the way. So for those of you who haven't been aware of, of that, we've got a blog all about cremation from income as well. It's that strange trading allowance because it applies to miscellaneous income. You know, that's why for a lot of people that get creme forms don't have to do a tax return and don't have to tell HMRC and, and pay tax on it. So, so yeah, actually really, really good. As long as you don't go over a thousand pounds when you would have to potentially start doing tax returns and telling HMRC, you know, a thousand pounds of income tax free with, with a separate tax free allowance. So I would go, I'll go five to be honest, because it is, it is so good, you know, strong. When else would you use that amount? Unless you, I guess, unless you're trading already, or you've got a thousand pounds of cremation form income. Yeah, you know, not many people will have that. Mate, so, yeah. I love it. 
Uh, and this is just a, like specific tax knowledge that I love because I bet a lot of people are sat there thinking, oh, I don't want to, you know, hit my marginal rate or I don't want to lose some tax-free childcare from completing surveys. Finally, we're going to blitz through some property investing as a final means to get that side hustle going. This is something that lots of doctors love. Me and Ed aren't massively into it. We're about to explain why, partly I'm imagining. Um, but let's just say ease of starting property investing. I don't think this is that easy. Um, I'm sure all the property gurus are screaming at their at their uh, podcast right now. Uh, what are you feeling? I'm feeling like a two. Yeah, I'll go for two. I mean, I mean, I don't think I'm not going to say it's necessarily. You know, when you say you know we're not we're not into it, it's more that I don't really have the the, the capital in the first place. I don't really want the the cost of taking on a second mortgage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, and maybe not especially with the interest rates as they are. So, and yeah, you've got to obviously source the property. You've got to then you know actually acquire it and all sorts of things. So. It's not, yeah, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world to do. So I think, yeah, I personally would give it a reasonably lower, lowish rating. Great to clarify that. I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole, but we've done a whole YouTube on like the pros and cons of property investing. Exactly as you just said, like capital intensive and people are saying, oh, you can just, you know, get put zero down and just get leveraged up. Well, how's your leverage working out? Leverage work quite well when interest rates are 1%. How's it working right now? Let me know in the comments. I think we know the answer. You need capital up front. The tax situation you're going to tell us about, it's not pretty. I just find stocks and shares investing automatically every month, direct debit, no dramas, a lot easier. Declaration of interest, income generation. How quickly do you get, how easy is it to get that money? So I guess if we said like locum work, you just sort of get paid straight away yeah, in theory, property investing, I'm feeling it's not, not great, not that great. Well, I mean, you've got to, I guess you've got to, first of all, find a tenant, haven't you? You've got to actually start, start off by finding someone that's going to then rent that property off you, whether it's uh, whatever type of property you're, 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 you're acquiring, and then, then they'll pay your rental income. I imagine you, you get that money like monthly. I mean, it's definitely, yeah, so I, you know, it's, I'll probably go for a three, I think, for that. Thanks, as always, for tuning into this Medics Money Triage. We've got our Christmas party coming up next week, so I'll be speaking to the wider Medics Money team there and hopefully get some content from that. Any comments or feedback is welcome at matthew at medicsmoney.co.uk. As always, take care, and I'll see you next week.